right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. Mr. Christian Edwards. Yep. What's going on, brother? Here, man. It's always good to laugh with you. Yeah, we just got done with a good laugh right before we hit the record button. That's why we're cheesing. Oh, <laughs> uh, we are. Well, I'm cheesing because of the topic we're going to dive into okay. today. So uh, if you guys have listened to us uh, last week's episode, we, we, kept, we kept making mention of perspective. Mm-hmm. So we're going to dive into the power of perspective today. And I love talking about this because this is literally, I believe, shaped me, molded me mm. into who I am today. Yep. And it started at a, at a young age and just understanding this concept. I would say even pre like Jesus, pre-committed to Jesus, I under I understood the power of my thoughts, right? Mm. And then when when I realized that there's a creator of all things and that he actually has a lot of influence in how we think about things. And then he's given us this word of God that is also an instructional manual and also the actual scriptures to meditate on, to be yep. successful. And he tells us to think about things that are noble and uh, uh, right and yeah, true. True. Yeah. Can't even think of it. Philippians, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like, holy cats, this is easy. Yeah. What the world told me, the Bible actually has been saying all along. Right. Yeah. So the power of perspective, man. This Bible, the Bible has a lot to say about this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna dive into this. We'll go through some examples. Yeah. And also just some personal experience on how this has shaped our lives. Sure. Yeah. Perspective is everything. It actually shifts reality, at least, oh, at least yeah. as far as the natural is concerned. Yes. Right. It, it completely shifts. Yeah. You're, I would say even the supernatural, bro. Mm. Right. Because if your perspective, to cut you off, but it. Our presence in, in rooms, if you're a believer, Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. Your perspective, when you step into a room, mm-hmm. there's a, there's, you have authority in that room, right? Yep. And if you're stepping in with this, you guys know this when you walk into a room and there's just like a weird vibe, mm-hmm. right? And then when somebody shows up that's the life of the party who has a positive perspective on things, it's, it's a different energy, yeah, right? So I would say physical and spiritual. So Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've really like, the the story in the Bible that most grabbed my attention on this was in Numbers thirteen, yeah. when Moses sent the twelve spies out to to spy out the promised land, the um, the land of Canaan, right? Mm-hmm. And it's still to, like as much as I've read it and I've dwelled on it, I've contemplated it. It still amazes me because there's twelve spies that are sent out. And they go over there and they come back, you know, the, the cities are fortified. The inhabitants are, are strong giants and you got 12 spies that saw the same things, but keep in mind, this was their promised land. This is the land of milk and honey. This was the land that was promised to Abraham's descendants. So two of those 12, they actually believed in those promises of God. And they came back with a way different report than the other 10. The other 10 mm-hmm. said that this is impossible. The land's unconquerable. The, there's giants over there. We're like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Uh, it, it was horrible, yeah. right? They yeah. ain't no way we're, we're, we're taking that land. And then Caleb and Joshua, they come back, and they were kind of like, Psh, it's going to be a snap. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some big guys, but we're well able to overcome it. Yeah. They, they say we're well able, not just like, yeah, we could do it, yeah, you know, with the strength of the Lord, we could do it. But no, we are well able yeah. to overcome them. And it's just fascinating because they saw the exact same things. Mm-hmm. So it's got me contemplating. It's like, okay, so we know Second Corinthians says we walk by faith and not by sight. 
So a lot of times, uh, you know, doubt isn't even necessarily the opposite of faith. It's just vision, what we actually see mm -hmm. with our eyes. Because logically, they were right. It's like, all right, look at our guys. Look at those guys. We're not overtaking them. But they believed in the promise of the Lord. They knew that they knew that they knew that that was their land. It's like, oh. And you just see things like you start to actually see them, even though the other guys, the, those 10, they saw these guys as unconquerable giants. They're like, yeah, they're big, but we could take them. Yeah. That, that fascinates me. Yeah. Fascinates because, me. I mean, what they said, the the other 10, mm -hmm. right? So if, just so if anybody's unfamiliar with this story, 12, 12 spies, 10 come back. Yeah. And they're literal. What they said was, we are like grasshoppers. Yeah. In our own minds, right? Eyes, in yeah. our own eyes. Yeah. And then Joshua and Caleb come back and they're like, we're well able to do this. Right? Yeah. So two different groups saw the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Two different perspectives literally altered their futures. Yep. Their eternities, right? right. Like, like what, what was going to happen from there? Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. That makes me want to just sit in the word, mm -hmm. just read the promises of God yeah. for, for my life as a son of God, as a child of God, Yes, and because I'm going to look at the world way differently. The world could freak you out. The, the world could like chew you up and spit you out. I'm feeling like a Rocky movie right now. <laughs> it ain't all sunshine and rainbows, kid. <laughs> but no, the world could be tough, right? It could be intimidating. Yeah. But I know when I'm spending sufficient time with the Lord, my prayer life is good. I'm floating. I truly feel like a citizen of heaven. Yep. I don't. It's like I'm here, but I'm not here. I, I have such a an eternal perspective mm. when I'm in the Word. An eternal perspective. Yes, but not so eternal that you're not doing what needs right. to be done today. Oh, for sure. Yep. Because yep. if you have the eternal perspective, everything that we do here determines that eternity. Yep. Right? Have you ever seen the illustration by Francis Chan where he brings a, a rope out? Uh, yeah. And yeah. at the it, the rope goes on forever. Yeah. Um, but at the very end, there's a little piece of red tape. And he says, like, he was like, it just fascinates me. It blows my mind that so many people on earth, this is your entire existence. Mm -hmm. And this, this rope stops, like, 100 feet away but in reality it never stops it goes on forever your existence will go on forever somewhere mm -hmm. right but everybody focuses on this little red piece of tape this little time this little speck of sand in the desert of time yeah. and we do and then when you just watching that helps you sh shift your reality because or shift your perspective because you're like yeah like Every, you could wake up, be stressed out. You got bills. The the kids are acting up. Uh, you know, somebody's sick in the family. Uh, somebody died. Whatever, whatever it may be, and you're so focused on the things. And usually, when you're focused on the things of this world, you're focused on the problems of this world. Yep. Yep. But it's like, wait a second. I'm focused on that when I I have all this to live for. Mm -hmm. There's a fly in here. <laughs> There's never been a fly when we're recording this thing. Uh, it's getting cold out here. It is. Not really. No, it, I noticed that last year, too, my Four first year in camp. Texas. That, yeah. you know, now you'll find little critters, not like big critters, but <laughs> Texas-sized insects that find their way in their right. your house yeah, when it gets cold out. <laughs> I didn't see, like, any bugs all all summer when it was 115 degrees, not well, even, like, mosquitoes. Dead, they can't survive in that heat. 
It's gnarly. I know. Oh, you guys do it. Anyway. Perspective. Perspective, yeah. Yeah, I, this is so great. So when I think of perspective, I come back to uh, mindset, mm -hmm. right? And if I come back to just even having a kingdom mindset, you talked about eternal perspective. Uh, kingdom meaning God's rule and reign, mm -hmm. right? If, if we have that type of mindset, that filter, right? Our perspective is our reality, mm -hmm. okay? It, my reality is different than yours yep. based upon the filter that we're looking through, mm -hmm. right? And so if we take on this, I mean, this is why we're told to uh, continually transform by the renewing of our mind, right? That that's it's a we have to continually yeah. do that on a daily basis, renew our mind, um, and it, a lot of it is based upon what we are consuming, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's going to ultimately affect or have an effect on on our perspective of situations yeah. right if you obviously this is just very blatant and clear if you're only watching cnn and fox news and just like this negative junk you're gonna have a negative perspective yeah right if you're getting your your energy from the word of god you're gonna have that type of perspective yeah right and know that hey we win in the end yeah right? even stuff we see going on in the middle east and mm -hmm. israel uh, i mean knowing the bible and believing in Bible prophecy, uh, it's it's horrible to see some right. stuff that's going on, but we know that this stuff is going to happen right. in the last days. So it, you know, when Jesus in Matthew 24, when he, when he speaks of all these things as like precursors uh, of yeah. the, the, the true end times and the tribulation, you know, he, he says that to give us confidence and also peace in, in him. And he says, look up because your redemption draws near. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's weird. I'm not saying by any means that I'm at peace over people who are getting killed and babies getting their heads chopped yeah, off and the terrible evil. things that are happening. Yeah. But there, there's somewhat of a peace where, okay, we we know that this is a, a part of history that, that has to happen before Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't really count on the, the you know, some of the specifics of the evil uh you know that that you're seeing but you know that people are going to lose lives there's going to be war right. there's going to be you know mass deception oh yeah absolutely yeah. and i think back to just even have a, a kingdom mindset um how do we do how do we change our mindset right or mm. if we have a negative perspective because at the end of the day most of us are the product of our environment, mm -hmm. right? Depend upon our walk uh, in this life and, and where we're at. If you just look back on how you how you were raised, um, who you surrounded yourself with, uh, even your friends now, yeah. more than likely you guys have very, very, very similar perspectives. Yeah. We just we gather with those that are like like us, yeah. right? It's rare that we have extremely solid relationships with people that are just not of the same mindset right right i suppose it could happen i could think of a couple people that but they're not solid relationships mm -hmm. right um and so i think that's the biggest thing if we understand that okay i'm the product of my environment right mm -hmm. what, what what i'm consuming um we can have hope that it can be changed yep right i mean this is actually scientifically proven um but also i mean science always just backs up the bible anyways right proverbs says 
Proverbs 23 says, as a man thinks, so he is. Yeah. Right? It's pretty simple. This yeah. fly is really annoying <laughs> Dude, in this room. I'm, I'm just like watching it with my eyes. I audio is going to pick that one up. Like that was like. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but um, so, so you ask, you know, how do you change your perspective? Yeah. And But you kind of alluded to it. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is being around people who have the perspective that you want. I, That's good. I think about that even with Lucy. Um a lot of her perspective just in life kind of rubbed off on me from us being together. I was raised in a home where my mother, sweetest woman on earth, but a bit of a hypochondriac. So it's like every scrape, every whatever, it's like, oh, we got to go to the doctor. We got to take a medication for it, that sort of thing. I meet Lucy and her kids like almost never been to the doctor, you know, and, and, and it's not like she's ignoring them or, you know, neglecting them. It's because they're not, run into the doctor for every little minor thing that you shouldn't have to run to the doctor for. Right. right. So, you know, being around her for a short period of time, even I I think I started to adapt even before I came to know the Lord. And as you know, and probably most of our listeners know that, you know, she led me to the Lord. We, Mm -hmm. we were friends and best friends and then got saved and got married, all that. But being around her, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, also another thing, like I was kind of, more of a worry wart like that was just kind of like how i was sure i I mean i was in the midst of this addiction so i think that had a yeah a lot to a little chemical imbalance (laughs) right (laughs) Right. Uh, but with her i would see her just like shrug things off i'm like man like that would stress me out she like she's not even batting an eye at it that's not affecting her one bit at all i want to be like that and it's just being around it and kind of learning uh, behaviors and, and, and patterns to, to not let the, the small things bother you like they were for me. And that's just a yeah. specific example of how some perspective in life oh, has, has changed for me. And as, I mean, dude, who, if there's anybody on this earth that should be, we should be the calm ones, the collected ones, right? Because right. as panic is ensuing on this earth and, and those that are unsaved and those that don't know Christ and have the Prince of Peace dwelling inside of us, mm-hmm. like we should be the ones that are where people just uncannily they're like, what, why, how are you okay in this situation? Right, right? right. that's our testimony. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's if, if anything, if you're if you're in a negative work environment, if you're um, leading a business, or you're in a different, you know, masterminds or networking groups, and people are doom and gloom. What's different about us is yeah. that we should have that positive perspective yeah. on things. Yeah. We should know we win in the end, right? right? It's going to get crappy, yep. but we get to go through it because mm-hmm. of that eternal focus that we have. Yeah. And I, I've met it, plenty of Christians that do have that optimism that mm-hmm. just kind of doesn't make sense. Yep. You know, a loved one will pass away and they'll, you know, not that they shrug it off, but that they still have a peace. Yeah. And they still are looking at the greater picture. They they believe that God's somehow, some way still going to work all things together for good. Right. right? And it, it's a remarkable thing. Again, it's like you're, you're, you're not, we're certainly not of this world. We know that, but it's really living that out. We're in this world, yeah. but not of this world. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy the other day who's just, I couldn't understand his negativity. He was talking about just his life of what was going on. And the dude, he's like, he has sex a couple times a week. Uh, he gets three square meals a day. Uh, he reads a couple books every single week. Um, the guy works out twice a day, yet he still just complains about how much he hates prison. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you know I was going down? I thought you were. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I can never look at you when I'm going to tell a joke. (laughs) I only heard that recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I wish I didn't. So dang it. This could be the first time. Yeah. Well, for our our listeners, for our listener now, (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) Um, I use that. But in all reality, though, um, it is. I I use my dad, an example of this, who's my dad's awesome. He, I mean, he, I think he listens to these things now, but I, I think he's, he's gotten better at this just as of recently, it just about taking on a, a more positive perspective of things. Mm-hmm. But I remember so clearly we moved into this house a little over four years ago. It's a pretty big home, but we're on the beach. Uh, we're on a, a lake in Minnesota and we literally, he's like walking through there and I'm having a conversation with him and he's like, he gets his, he's got his own 2000 square foot condo. Right. And yeah. he's, he's got a pretty good thing going in, on in your house. In, just to be clear, house, like, yeah, it's a area. home within yeah. a home. Yeah. yeah. And it, like you would look, you would think you'd be, he'd be like, this is amazing. This is epic. And his literal words were taxes must be high. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> If Ash listens to this, she's going to be like, stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's like, what? You're not even paying the taxes. I'm paying the taxes. Why do you, why are you looking at the negative in situations? Right. Yeah. Uh, And it's like, it's a choice. Right. But it's, I think it's just you, when you become a product of the environment and that's just what you're ingrained to do. Uh, but back, back to that, it can be changed. It can be corrected. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know who Dr. Carolyn Leaf is, She's epic. Um, she's written a book called Switch on Your Brain, I believe mm-hmm. it's called. But she's a neuroscientist who has done, been a part of some of these like actual clinical studies. And uh, they show under brain scans, like we, we all have neural pathways, mm-hmm. right? That That's just why we think the way we think. We've grown those like, I think, what are they called? Synapses that they're just triggering, firing. So when we get that release of uh, dopamine or, or serotonin, like we, we begin to have these normal pathways that make it easier to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did a, a, a study that prayer, simple prayer, 12 minutes a day, not even that long, 12 minutes a day seems like a lot, but mm. that's so minuscule. Yeah, 12 minutes a day over an eight week period, it literally changed the brain scans. It showed new neural pathways being built in the mm. brain by just praying you know, can maybe confessing sin and, and yeah. you know, showing some gratitude and changing that, that literally changes our natural brain mm. to have a more supernatural outlook on things. Yeah. So, so incredible to me. Yeah. Probably that confession of sin is a big part of mm. it because you're not holding on to that thing oh anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably really big. Yeah. It always amazed me, you know, in James, when it says, confess your sins to one another, that you may be healed. It's not even because like God's going to come touch you and heal you. It's, no, you're just going to be healed because you right. got that thing out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so good, man. So our perspective, it 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 literally changes. Well, our perspective of, of how we are looking at things, um, but also I think even when we take on that perspective, I've said this a decent amount of times and just the, the um, how we communicate. Right, mm-hmm. every message is filtered through the messenger. Mm-hmm. Both are certainly receiving things, but the way we're, we're delivering things, right? So people that maybe are very blunt and direct, or uh, it's just like they maybe they have they have a filter that's different, a different perspective than those that are uh, more easygoing, mm-hmm. right, or more that are just go with the flow. 
So it's just fascinating to really think about. Yeah. I, I love diving into this this understanding, but it, it changes everything. Yeah. Absolutely changes everything. Yeah. I thought when you first started to tell that joke, it brought something to my mind to talk about, and then it wound up being a joke. It's not a real friend that's got <laughs> these issues. But, you know, people who kind of complain about their own lives, right? Yeah. Made me think of, I think this was like the first Christmas that Lucy and I were married, and we, we got married. We moved into this small home, right? Mm -hmm. And three bedrooms, one bath. It was six of us. And, um, you know, our kids have always been good, right? Like they're good kids, like not perfect kids, you know, the different levels of mischief, you know, but overall good kids. Yeah. So um, we were intentional about bringing them to like homeless shelters mm. just so they could see kids that are le like family homeless shelters. Yeah. So they could see kids that are less fortunate mm -hmm. than them. And, you know, at the time, it, it, I didn't, we didn't give much thought of this, but it, it was molding and shaping their perspective. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget that first Christmas. They had recently been to a family homeless shelter, and it all rocked them because these are kids that look like them, and their their parents look like us, like regular parents. And at the time, I remember we met a couple families where the father lost his job, and then you know they couldn't pay the mortgage, you know they they lose the house, and all of a sudden they're in a, a freaking homeless shelter. Yeah. And um, we had met a family that was staying at the Salvation Army, and I got my hands on the list of what the mom and the kids were asking for Christmas. It was like socks, underwear, mm. gloves, stuff like that. Yep. So I brought the whole list. I told them, I said, don't get any of this for this family. We got this family. So we went home. Lucy and I, we, we read this list to the kids. Right. So they know these are the same kids, not right. the same kids, but similar to the same kids they just seen. Yeah. So Lucy and I, um, we said to them, but we're on a tight budget. We didn't have crap when we got married. Yeah. We were like, is it all right if we kind of forsake some of the presents we're going to give you guys so we could take care of this family? Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to just give them underwear and socks and mittens the essentials i, I want to bless this family i want to get the kids toys i, sure. I want to bless them and all four kids all the way down to mooch who was the youngest and she was i i i'm responsible i did spoil her rotten <laughs> every one of them said no we don't want anything let's and they, they even emptied their piggy banks to see how they can mm -hmm. contribute to it and that just like warmed our hearts so much that and god found a way to provide like yeah. gifts for them in addition to like really taking care of this family yeah it's great yeah so good man i think when we're given those opportunities we it's important for us to uh, obviously you shaped and, and molded ours continually molding them but sometimes i think we those opportunities go by us right because we haven't taken on that perspective mm -hmm. right and so it's it's just i think it's so important for us to be intentional and just like why, why we're even talking about this right now it's like like any of us listening to this myself included just check our perspective on things like we we got a pretty good life if you mm -hmm. live in the us of a and you're driving in your car right now listening to this or sitting in your office listening to this you've got a pretty good life yeah right as of this mm -hmm. point in time, we still have religious freedom. Yep. We still, we're not, we're not being uh, chased down and murdered and beheaded. 
And it's like, okay, what else? If I have that perspective, that eternal perspective, I can be positive in situations. Even when I didn't make the sale, I had a bad week. Uh, my coworkers suck, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, is it, is it that bad? Right. Is it really that bad? Yeah. Or can you be a light, that beacon of light in that, in that marketplace, like wherever it is that you're at? Yeah. You know? like we, we always compare ourselves to those that are doing better than us. And we're like, kind of play victim. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how people usually work. Yeah. But it's not so often or frequent that we compare ourselves to those who have less than. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there's, there's that side of it, but also then even I think doubt that obviously the enemy just, just has done nothing but throw that at us. Right. Yeah. I, I know I've, I've said this in the past that, you know, the enemy cannot block our blessing, but he can infiltrate our minds and cause us to block it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and even just thinking about this perspective, it makes me think of Gideon, mm. right. And, in uh, in judges. Uh, where you guys probably know Gideon. Let me see if I can pull this thing up here. I read, I read, uh, so my, Ellie's in sixth grade and mm -hmm. she is going through, she's got an incredible book where they're going through each, each book of the Bible in school right now. It's just so amazing. Um, that public uh, school, right? Yeah, right. Uh, not, <laughs> uh, but she's gets to do this project. So she's going through judges, which gave me the perspective of like, I need to go back through Judges because right. I don't even remember most of this stuff. But we're, <laughs> we're reading through uh, Gideon. She gets to do a little sketch. Um, sketch? Skit. Sketch. Sketch. Like sketch comedy? Yeah. Eh, I guess it'll be a little comedic. Comedic? What comedic. in the world? Comedic? Yeah. All right. Okay. You just use the word sketch now. Like, oh, that person's sketch. I know. I usually say, get place a little sketch. Yeah. Like that like, gas station we pulled into last dude. night. Yes. There's yeah. a, there was a beautiful gas station on the other side of the road, and then Christian stopped see at this gas station called Tommy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, down in Waco, Texas. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Judges chapter six. Uh, and I think this is just uh, bringing this back to perspective. It's like our perspective of situations, mm -hmm. but I think our perspective on who we are, our identity determines a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. Even it, it, we mentioned uh, Joshua and Caleb, right? But they were they were relying on the word of God. They they, they knew God had given them that promise yeah. and they were big punks, wimps. Joshua and Caleb were epic, right? Yeah. But the rest of them were like, oh, it gets too scary. But freaking God already told them that it was theirs to yeah. have, right? But, uh, and this is just another example. Uh, Gideon chapter six, verse Oh, well, starting at 11 says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak and Ophrah that belonged to Joash, the Abizrite. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Something like that. What, what verse are you on? Uh, 11. Where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and he said, the Lord, I'm going to say it like this. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Do you think that's how it sounded? I don't think the angel of the Lord sounded like Macho Man Randy Savage, no. <laughs> Brother, I mean, it sounded like <laughs> well, that'd be Hulk Hogan, like, really. But you sounded a little, you sounded like Macho Man. Oh yeah, snap it to a Slim Jim. <laughs> you know, I worked out with him once. Macho Man, yeah, dude, really? Or should I say, he worked out with me? Wow, where was this? Minnesota. What, what was the Lifetime Fitness? When I say I worked out with him, it you was more of like I was in the general That's... vicinity of him. Oh, he didn't even talk to me one time. No, I think he said, thanks, brother. 
<laughs> what did you say to him? I said, nice muscles. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he won his match. So now, um, back to this. <laughs> he won his match because he spoke life into him. Duh, dude. Yeah. I gave him the perspective that he could do it. And that's what the writers wrote because World Wrestling Federation is the dumbest thing on earth to me. Was he, um, I mean, he always looked like he was coked out. And I think he died of a heart attack. Yeah. I think. I mean, how was he at the gym? He, I mean. Was he, he wearing those sunglasses while he worked yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I really? think he was wearing like a purple glitter vest too. Wow. That might have just been my perspective at the time. You saw everything but. through purple at the time. <laughs> and glitter, still do, bro. <laughs> All right, back um, to Judges 6. Yeah, so the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. In, in verse 13, I'm in the ESV, so I don't know. If, or no, this is NIV, actually. I think ESV says the same thing, though. Uh, Gideon goes, uh, part, pardon me, Lord. This <laughs> says, pardon me, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about? Like, look, look, he's just like, victim, victim. Look at this. Like, my yep. life's in shambles. Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Mm -hmm. Then again, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? This is where I feel like God has to be like, what the frick? Yeah. I'm freaking telling you. I did you know that I actually created you and I created the Midians? I created right. Thank God he's patient. Uh and then getting response. Uh, pardon me, Lord. <laughs> right? Like, could you imagine? Like, uh, pardon me? Yeah. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Mm. Right, we can go on and on here, but Gideon's perspective here was how he looked at every situation. Mm -hmm. When God called him to do something, he's like, uh, who, pardon me? I can't do that, right? And, yeah. And and then God said, no, do it. He's like, I, part, I can't do that. Yep. Right? Versus actually, thank God, I mean, Gideon didn't have all of this, the, the Bible, everything that we can like take from an instructional standpoint. Right, but we have that ability now. It's like, listen, there's so many references in the Bible in which God calls us mighty warriors, right? Yeah. Uh, conquerors. We are more than conquerors, right? We are ambassadors for Christ. Yeah. If we stand on those truths that God Himself has said and declared, we can do a lot of things. Yeah. All things yeah. through Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine if David was just like like if he had the same perspective as everybody mm -hmm. else, but he was like, look at this big, big foot looking right? piece of crap Philistine yeah. over here. Yeah. I got him. Right. Don't worry. He's like, well, hold on. What's the winner get? What's he get? He gets right. the girl. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, give me that freaking rock. Yeah. 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 You mentioned in, I could do all things through, through Christ. I recently saw, this was a message and it was a pastor who had recently spent time with Mike Singletary the yeah, yeah. linebacker from the Chicago Bears. Yep. Like, remember that 85 Bears team, like best defense of all time probably. Well, Mike Singletary, still to this day, one of the greatest defensive players the NFL has ever seen. Mm -hmm. He was a linebacker. But even back then, he was kind of small for his, posi his position. He was only like 5'11", 230, where it's like you got, yeah, it's not you got defensive backs that are that size right. now. So um, 
this pastor asked him, he said, so when you were playing, being that you're smaller than everybody else, did you ever feel inferior on the field? And he said, oh, no, not at all. And he's like, well, what, what was the trick to that? He said, oh, my mother taught me at a young age I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I actually yeah. felt that they were at a disadvantage. And sometimes they even felt bad about it because they, they didn't realize, they don't know what I know. So I know I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. They don't even live life like that. So they're actually at a disadvantage. They don't even know it. It's like perspective, dang. baby. Yeah. It's so powerful. Right. That's funny. <laughs> no, they didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. I actually felt a little guilty. Them. They didn't realize the power and strength I possessed. <laughs> My mama said. <laughs> right. That's so great. Yeah. Mm. But think about that. Now, if she didn't say that to him and he gained that perspective early in life, he could have been just another guy who came and went. Yeah. Maybe not even make the NFL. Yeah. But he had a different mindset. He just saw things differently. When you look at athletes, when you look at a guy like like Ray Lewis, just like talking on linebackers, when you look at some of these athletes that are just like killers, and I didn't mean to say that after Ray Lewis, but um, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> um, but when you see um, even like a Michael Phelps, the the way he trained and, and the disciplines and just knowing how good you are people thought michael jordan was cocky but guess what he had a perspective that he was the best right on earth yep uh, of all time mm -hmm. and his philosophy was that he's never even lost a game in his whole life he just ran out of time right <laughs> right that's right because he would have outplayed him like if there was i, I believe that yeah right yeah it's so good I've, I've never lost just ran out of time yeah it's, it reminds me of uh 29029. We were talking about that yesterday. Yeah. One of the worst things I've ever done in my whole life. Yeah, why don't you tell the listeners exactly what that is? Most of them probably heard. We've talked about it, haven't we? I don't know. If, any, if anybody's ever climbed the equivalent of Mount Everest, which is 29,029 feet, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if anybody's thinking about it, no. Uh, it took 35 and a half hours and it was horrible. But um, so you did it in Utah, this, right? Yeah, it was Utah. So 13 times up and down this mountain. We had 36 hours to complete it. Yeah. And most people didn't complete it. Some people completed it in like 13 hours, but they are complete freaks of nature. Right. Yeah. Uh, but how, how much training did you do for that? I did zero. <laughs> zero training. <laughs> that was what, two summers ago? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. over, it was like August of 2021. Because yeah. we came and then we did an event here in Dallas. Right. Like the next week. I but was still sore. We um we had come down with, with the vid, I think. Yeah. Um that was literally like a week before you did it too. Yeah. And it wasn't all that terrible aside from the fact that like I was at your house for like a month for some reason during that summer, Lucy and as yeah, you were out. Because we had events in Minnesota right. in July, yeah. And I remember the worst part was we were just super tired mm -hmm. and like couldn't breathe when we were trying to work out right 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 and it was like the worst thing you could do on earth right now is try to climb this mountain 13 times oh man but she did it yeah so your perspective well, should be like you did it when you're at a severe disadvantage so your perspective should be that you, you could do anything physically physically 100 percent. because i believe i mean david goggins could could write a book on this oh he did uh but like if if it's Mind over matter. I remember I loved Brett Favre growing up. I still love Brett Favre. 
But I remember watching when I was like probably nine years old, him on an interview. It was about when his thumb was always broken. Oh, yeah. And I remember, I never even heard this before. It was so profound to me at the time. And he was just like, eh, you know, it's all right. It don't matter. He goes, if I don't mind, it don't matter. And I was like, I was like, holy cow. If he don't mind, it don't matter. And I think that perspective of it. So, I mean, going back to climbing this godforsaken mountain 13 times, like I knew I was going to do it short of a bone literally coming out of my body. I was yeah. actually going to do it. Not because I even wanted to, but it, I committed to doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just knew I, we were going to do it. Yeah. So, um, I don't remember where we're going with that. There's the perspective of that, but yeah. Point is don't do it unless you have to. <laughs> the point of this whole podcast I think is I, got the, I mean the whole reason we had some other buds that were doing it and it was just like oh we're gonna do this and it's like yeah uh, they're all training for it and I'm well like, they sent you like eight weeks in advance the training guide yeah it was a training guide yeah like they literally don't want you to die in your attempt <laughs> that, at this. so this was my perspective of it it's like listen i don't have a lot of time we run businesses and i'm certainly i lift weights and i like to do that in the gym but i ain't spending like two three hours a day training for this thing on cardio i got this is not a normal, normal human is not going to do that stuff. Right. Right. And everybody you went with trained for it though. Yeah. But just, but uh, yeah, but my, <laughs> my perspective of that was I, I'm not going to put myself through this like eight weeks of hell. Right. <laughs> I'll just save it all for 36 and then hours. Do it again. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to blow it up. Right. And my body obviously shut down for like two days after that, walking through the airport in Utah. It was just like, yeah, you could barely walk train wreck. Yeah. Tra yeah. Train wreck. I, I laid down Scott Thomas and I, we had a hotel that like we finished, it was started downpouring immediately. I went into this, our teepee that we had and I, I, all of a sudden I could just felt my body was just like, was like tweaking out. Mm. I'm just like, I laid down and I was like, oh, I, I, I gotta get up and, then we went to the hotel and I laid in this bath, <laughs> ordered Chinese food. I don't even think I could eat it. Yeah. This gosh, it was so horrible. Horrible. But it's over with. Yeah. And uh, my perspective now is that I did it and I will never do it again. Yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah. You got anything else on this? <sighs> I think just choose. Choose your perspective. It is a choice. Yeah. Right? You can, I mean... Not going to use the water glass analogy. It's just you can, two people can look at the exact same thing yep. and see the two completely different things um, based on the reality of the situation and your mm. eternal focus, your eternal outcome will be determined by your perspective. Yeah. As for me, I'm going to let the Bible shape my perspective yeah. on all things in yeah. this world for this Choose lifetime life choose life yeah. the bible tells us that it's that's that easy yeah right that being said yeah love you guys um we got so much stuff going on in the in the king's council universe we got fun events coming up yep. um we have uh, uh we have a new app that's being built right now mm -hmm. which is going to create just such such community we got small group curriculums coming out we've got just epic things so yeah if you're not a part of the community it's, it's free just to be a part of the community, right? right? And then if you want additional business coaching and things like that, we ask for a nominal fee, 
to be yeah. in our, our business coaching it's program. It's really a donation. It is. It actually is a donation. Yeah. Uh, as everything goes to our nonprofit, which we were able just to bless uh, a boatload of money to mm -hmm. uh, a very epic group that is literally saving kiddos from yep. from child trafficking. Um, the text we got back after after wiring that money over said you literally just saved thousands of kids lives mm. and so anybody that's giving to the king's council or has a heart to give towards this this mission this vision this purpose that we're on um we we honor you we appreciate you and we thank you because um, every dollar that comes in is being deployed to have kingdom impact on this earth yep here and now yep amen love you guys joinkingscouncil.com you can find out all the details there yep. we'll see you guys next week peace Thank <laughs> you.